the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Law Offices of Selwyn Whitehead is a debt relief agency under federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking debt relief under the United States Bankruptcy Code. This is Selwyn's Law. Every week at this time, we get to hear from Selwyn Whitehead. She's not just an attorney at law. Selwyn knows her stuff and doesn't shy away from the truth, even when it's ugly. Her Bay Area practice focuses on helping her clients to manage their wealth through estate and tax planning, to managing their debt through reconstruction or bankruptcy. And now, it's time for Selwyn's Law. Good day and welcome once again to Selwyn's Law. I'm Selwyn Whitehead and I'm a California Bar Admitted Attorney and I'm also a Bankruptcy Law Certified Specialist who's been certified by the State Bar of California's Board of Legal Specialization. And as I've shared with you in the past, in addition to my JD, I hold a couple of master's degrees in law. That is to say, I am both a master of the laws of taxation and a master of the laws of intellectual property. And because of my education, my training, my experiences, and my life's observations, as well as my lifelong interest in business and money and finance, as well as the creation, preservation, and transfer of wealth within families and communities, including tribal communities, and the roles that these particular aspects of economics play in the lives of everyday people like you and me, I primarily practice bankruptcy law. Yes, bankruptcy law, because to my way of thinking, finance is the coin, and on one side of the finance coin, are the things that one does as a family unit or a business to increase the amount of wealth. And on the other side, it's bankruptcy law, which in effect lets you do a U-turn. That is to say, if you run into financial difficulties as an individual or a family unit or a business, you can use the um, constitutional provisions of the bankruptcy uh, code uh, that's articulated in Article 1 of the Constitution to get your individual finances, your family finances, or your business's finances back on track. So, as a result of that focus, I also practice the related fields of debt wealth management, estates and trust, real estate, and of course, taxation law. Now, with these areas of law as my reference point, as they do relate to the personal, familial, community, and small business area of finance, I've spent the greater part of the last 40 years, both before getting my license to practice law and afterwards, fighting for the economic empowerment, the economic independence, and the economic autonomy of women and people and communities of color, including indigenous communities. And because I grew up as a military brat and helped create one, a new 
generation of military brat with my former military spouse, I know firsthand how hard it can be economically for our citizen soldiers, sailors, airmen and women and Marines and their families in our sometimes less than patriotic capital-based economic system. This is especially the case after these individuals separate from the service. As such, I also proudly serve veterans of all stripes and in all branches of the military. And, as I've shared with you, my, um, my everlasting respect and love for my grandparents who helped raise me, I have this ingrown uh, respect for our elders. As such, when the situation is right, I'm sometimes able to at least attempt to vindicate the rights of seniors who find themselves, and now ourselves, <laughs> the targets of, and unfortunately more and more the victims of some of the most pernicious forms of financial elder abuse that you could ever imagine that seems to be running rampant in our society today as, I guess, people don't teach young folks how important it is to venerate seniors and to certainly protect them as much as we protect our youngsters. And that's my opinion anyway. However, I must once again ask you to please note that this show doesn't provide any legal advice, nor am I developing an attorney-client relationship with anyone within the sound of my voice. Instead, this show strives strictly to serve as an educational forum for the exchange of information from me to you that might be helpful to you as you begin your search for more detailed information that's tailored to your specific set of facts and circumstances and hopefully provide you with at least an overall outline of some of the key issues that may help you seek out and find the qualified professional help I believe you need if you're having a legal issue that intersects with your finances or your other assets. So today, this week, this month, this year has seen some monumental changes in the law, both on the federal level as well as here in California. And these changes have had and will continue to have significant impacts on those of us who care about the fair and equitable access to both the formulation of as well as the ultimate outputs of our legal system that affects every single one of us in this great nation. Now, first, here in our Golden State, California's historic law mandating that corporations headquartered here have a diversified boards of directors in place as of the end of last year, December 31, 2021, uh, as articulated in AB 979. Well, you know, that bill has been found unconstitutional by a superior court judge in Los Angeles on April 1st, 2022. And on March 31st, 2022, the California legislature and Governor uh, Gavin Newsom extended the California eviction moratorium for some renters and their landlords in some instances from the March 31st cutoff through and to June 1st, 2022, in some instance where at 
as of March 31st, the particular tenant and or their landlord had a pending application for the rental relief program. However, if you missed it by one day, you're, I'm sorry, you're out of luck. But if your application was still pending, was accepted through the portal and still pending on March 31st, that was the day that the program was supposed to cut off your application and your your final decision and your ability to get some of this funding has been extended through June 1st so that's some good news now on the federal level president biden has extended the student loan payment moratorium through august 1st 2022 that means that um people who with outstanding student loans can continue the, to not pay and not accrue penalties through the 1st of August. The goal of some in Congress is to get the president to excise $50,000 uh, for outstanding student loans. But this was a stopgap measure, so you need to get in touch with your congressperson if you believe that it's appropriate to have um, some of your student loan debts go by the boards. And, of course, as I'm recording this show on April 8th, Friday, April 8th, after witnessing both the historic Senate vote to confirm the nomination of, of her eventual elevation to the highest court in the land, I, I watched the vote that took place yesterday, Thursday, April 7th, 2022, and I also watched the celebratory speeches by President Biden, Vice President Harris, and the judge herself this morning. So I'm happy to say that I'm happy to be alive to be able to bear witness to the confirmation of Judge uh, Brown Jackson, or KBJ as she's known, as the first woman Superior Court of the United States Supreme Court of the United States of America's Associate Justice Apparent. So I'll discuss these items a little bit uh, more. Uh, according to the Associated Press, located at APNEWS.com, in an article filed on April 5th, 2022, a Los Angeles judge has ruled that California's landmark law mandating that corporations diversify their boards with members from certain racial, ethnic, or LGBT groups is unconstitutional. Now, the brief uh, ruling granted summary judgment to Judicial Watch, which is a conservative legal group that sought a permanent injunction against the measure that was signed into law by Governor Newsom last year. The measure requires corporate boards of publicly traded companies with main executive offices in California to have a member from an underrepresented community group, including LGBTs, Blacks, Latinos, Asian Americans, Native Americans, or Pacific Islanders. Now, Judge Terry Green wrote in his decision that the state legislator should have considered other options for achieving greater diversity on the boards before mandating it. And I quote from his ruling, if demographically 
homogeneous boards are a problem, then heterogeneous boards are the immediate and obvious solution. But he continues that doesn't mean the legislature can skip directly into mandating heterogeneous boards. So let's zoom out over 30,000 feet in an article written by Harold J. Jones of the law firm Jackson Lewis PC entitled California Superior Court finds AB 979 unconstitutional. This article was published in the National Law Review, which is located at www.natlawreview.com. Uh, in there, uh, Mr. Jones writes, Robbins Crest et al. versus Alex Padilla, often referred to as Crest 2, is a lawsuit filed by three California taxpayers in Los Angeles Superior Court against the California Secretary of State. The suit sought to prevent the state of California from spending taxpayers' funds or using taxpayer finance resources to enforce AB 979 and to declare the statute unlawful. Now, both the state of California and the plaintiff filed motions for summary judgment. That's where you file your complaint, answers, and some discoveries taken, and then based on the papers, as opposed to articulating and bringing witnesses, um, the the parties file, one or more of the parties file, and say, Judge, here here's everything that you need to know, so rule in my favor, but without having to expend resources on the child. That's what a summary judgment um, is about. So, both of them, both sides filed their motions. In their motions, the plaintiff argued that A.B., 979 violates California as opposed to the federal government's constitution because the law requires subject corporations to have a specific number of di directors based on race, ethnicity, sexual preferences, and transgender status. In its motion, the state of California challenged the plaintiff's legal standing to challenge the law. Okay, standing is this concept that you have to have some vested interest in the lawsuit. You must have some tangible right that you're putting forward or somebody's taken away from you. So that's so the state said that these three individual taxpayers didn't have standing. Okay, the state also argued that AB 979 did not violate the California Constitution. The Superior Court held at a held a hearing on both of those motions on March the 14, 2022, and issued its ruling on April 1st, 2022. In a terse ruling, the court granted the plaintiff's motions and denied the state's motion. The Superior Court order did not explain the basis for its ruling. The ruling means that the state is precluded from enforcing AB 979 at this time. It is unclear whether the state will appeal the Superior Court ruling. However, if it does, the injunction against the state using taxpayer funds may remain in place until a further ruling. So, when we come back, we're going to take a look at another court related matter that tends to draw our attention to the mechanics of the fair and equitable access to both the formulation of and the ultimate outputs 
of our legal process that affects every single one of us. But first, we're going to take a short break, and I'll see you on the other side. Now back to Selwyn's Law. Once again, your host, Selwyn Whitehead. Welcome back to Selwyn's Law. As we continue today's show and focus on the other court-related matter that tends to draw our attention to the mechanics of the fair and equitable access to both the formulation of as well as the ultimate output of our legal process that affects every single one of us. And this time I'm going to focus on the confirmation of Judge Brown Jackson or KBJ, as she's known, as the first black woman Supreme Court of the United States of America Associate Justice Apparent. Now, because I don't believe in wasting words, I will share with you a redo of my essay of January 29, 2022, entitled America Needs a Black Woman on the Supreme Court for the same reason NASA had to supplement the Hubble with the James Webb Space Telescope. So, why? So we as a nation can gain additional perspectives required to plot a more perfect path to our more perfect union. Now, on that show, I discuss my lifelong love of astronomy and how astrophysics and scientists among us, and they use their scientific research models and other analysis to search for more knowledge about space-time and gravity and relativity in order to further our collective understanding of how they, these scientific tools, can be used to allow us mere mortals to at least theoretically transition space-time in order to gain a better understanding of our universe and our place in it. And I was using as my reference point the characteristic differences between the up until that month premier space telescope, the Noble Hubble, which has been in orbit around the Earth for 31 years since its launch on April 24, 1990. And you can find out more about the Hubble by going to NASA. That's nasa.government forward slash mission page underscore pages forward slash Hubble, forward slash main, forward slash index. Now, which is the Hubble is being succeeded by, but not replaced by the more robust James Webb telescope that nestled into orbit on January 24th, 2022, some 30 days after its launch on Christmas Day, 2021. And I contend that even if the Hubble is eventually decommissioned, it really can't be replaced because it's only through the knowledge base gained by the Hubble that the web could even be designed and deployed at all. And that all the knowledge ever obtained about a universe will date back to and was brought down to Earth by the Hubble. Now, the web, once fully deployed, will see farther because of the differences in each satellite's power, wavelength, size, and orbit. 
All things I believe are necessary to boost the reach of NASA scientists as well as assure the reliability of the collection of the source data and its analysis and thereby help us make sure the decisions we members of the world community make about our relationship with space-time. Now you can find out more about James Webb by going to jwst.nasa.gov. And that stands for the James Webb Telescope at nasa.gov. And you can find it's, it's very fascinating. I urge you to go check it out. Now, what, what are the differences? Well, the Webb is 100 times more powerful than Hubble. Webb focuses on infrared wavelengths, while the Hubble focuses on visual and ultraviolet light, which just a smattering of infrared light, so the web can see further back in space-time. The web's primary mirrors are approximately 6.5 meters in diameter compared to the Hubble's much smaller 2.4 meters. And according to NASA, Webb's a significantly larger vehicle with a larger collection area gives it around 6.25 times more collection area. And as such, Webb has a significantly larger field of view than Hubble did or does. Now also Webb's orbit is a million miles away from Earth at L2 and that will block out the interference of the brightest celestial bodies in our solar system, meaning the sun and the earth and our moon. And it will help it stay cooler, which is an essential requirement for it to be able to look further. Hubble, on the other hand, orbits around the earth and just about 570 kilometers above it, making its close proximity to the earth and to the sun and to the moon, causing interference and limiting its view. An iteration of those same said characteristics result from KBJ as the first black woman being elevated to the Supreme Court of the United States. A well-qualified black woman associate justice will be more powerful and more reflective of our society as a whole. You know there are some 22 million black women in America representing every segment of society. Our life experience will only enhance the predominantly white, male, upper middle income, homogeneous perspective of most courts in this country, including the Supreme Court. Now, broadening its perspective, for example, bring to the fore the fact that most of us have either first-hand knowledge of the many trials and tribulations of carrying a black child in our bodies and risking our own lives in doing so. Such first-hand knowledge could, if already on the court, broaden the perspective of that court when it comes to making decisions about a woman's right to control her physical autonomy. A well-qualified black woman such as a justice or a judge, uh, Brown Jackson, will have a more expansive view about the criminal justice system. As many, if not most of us, including Judge Jackson, 
Brown Jackson herself have family members who have intersected with the American criminal justice system. As such, we bring additional insights about how the school-to-prison industrial complex unnecessarily marginalizes some of our youth and places them on a track to failure with no return ticket. A Supreme Court well-qualified associate justice such as Judge uh, Brown Jackson will expand the depth and breadth of knowledge and the base skills of the court just as the web with its larger data collection vehicle and thereby better and more be able to articulate the data and the analysis used to make more sound decisions that impact us all. So. I am just pleased as punch to have witnessed this with my own eyes. I wasn't there in person, but I witnessed it on television, and I think it's a great day. So we're going to leave it there for now, but always in closing, I like to say here at Selwyn Law, Selwyn's Law, we always want to stay on the right side of the law, including utilize our collective judicial system in America to plot a more perfect path to our more perfect union. So I'll see you next time, but in the meantime, and I got to say this in as much as some of or all the variants of COVID-19 will be with us for the foreseeable future, I once again ask you to please get vaccinated and get boosted. And even if you have all your shots, but especially if you don't, please take the necessary precautions to protect yourselves and your families by not only masking up, but keeping your social distance and washing your hands. It's quite obvious that people that are not masking up are catching the disease. Don't you be the next one to do so. Till next time, please take care. Bye for now. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Selwyn's Law. Remember, the law office of Selwyn Whitehead is a designated debt relief agency under the federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking relief under the bankruptcy code. When it comes to your finances and your rights, seek no other than the law office of Selwyn Whitehead. Selwyn is your go-to finance attorney, specializing in estate planning, wealth management, bankruptcy, tax, and real estate law. In other words, Selwyn knows her way around the dollar, and your rights are protected by our laws. Protect your money. Know your rights. Partner with Selwyn Whitehead. For immediate assistance, or if you have questions, call 510-633-1276, 510-633-1276, or go to selwynwhitehead.com. The preceding paid program is sponsored by the Law Office of Selwyn Whitehead, who is solely responsible for its content. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.